Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We are your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and we're really glad that you're listening in today. Yes, because it would be quite lonely if you weren't. It would be. It would be. That's great. So, That's great. Yep. So we're recording today, and uh, we've just come off a week of vacation, which was awesome. And uh, It was great. It was much needed. Yeah. Went to the beach, and then we went to uh, Universal mm-hmm. Studios for the day. That was... Uh, very tiring. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because you go on vacation and you come back and you're like, man, I'm tired. You're sp- I mean, when you've got kids, you have to change your expectations for vacations. The theme parks were much more fun when I was little. Yeah. Yeah. Like now, I mean, they're fun. It, they'd be a lot more fun if we didn't have lines. Oh, yeah. And that was probably true when I was little too. Yeah. They, they kind of wear you out. I, mean, but I, like, I like the rides. If I could just walk on a ride, ride it, mm-hmm. walk on another ride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That'd be good. Yep. And because then, honestly, I'd be there about two hours, and then I'd go home. <laughs> exactly. It's all day. I know. It's the waiting. lines, $500 for a meal, uh, just, you yeah, know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it was good to just get away, and the kids didn't have to do school, and um, it was it was fun. But I think we were all ready to come home just to be mm-hmm. be here. We I don't know. We realized, you know what? The beach is awesome. The theme park's awesome, but... Really, we love our home, too. That's great. I think vacations are always that way, though. Always. And I think that's the way it should be. I think that's the way a vacation works, is you're tired, you're tired, you want to go away on vacation, and then vacations should set you up to be able to step back, be ready to step back into life. Absolutely. And that's what it did. I think it did exactly what we needed to do. We loved it. We enjoyed it. It was so wonderful. The Mm -hmm. weather, we thought it was going to rain all week, and it was actually turned out to be nice. Mm -hmm. And so we enjoyed the beach, and then the day we were ready to come home, we were like, let's go. Let's get. Yep, let's get back home. Even the kids, they were ready. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's something about the familiarity of wanting to sleep in your own bed. And, uh, and, but I was excited to come home because before we left, um, I had planted, like a couple weeks before that, I had planted some stuff in the garden. And I was really excited to come home and see how it was shaping up, if stuff was popping through. And it's cool because almost, I mean, everything I had planted was already breaking through the ground. And that was really fun. But before we left, you did something awesome. You helped me put a fence around it to keep out little critters. Uh-huh. So when I that's got back, we vacation. Yeah, that's why we no, needed a vacation. No, that was a, that was a yeah. project. But it was a big, it was a big deal. It was really helpful. I needed, I really, that was something I couldn't do myself. And, um, it was great because, um, when I came home, whatever had popped through the, the rabbits and the critters and the stuff had not eaten. So mm-hmm. it was all there and it's really fun to watch stuff grow. It is. So it's fun. But. I like watching stuff that you grow. <laughs> Much better than I do growing and getting well, out there and tending it. Which I usually like watching, looking at stuff you've built more, That's true. Than, <laughs> more than, building than, than building it. But, That's true. but, you know, so, but today we're starting to, we're talking about um, the love language of acts of service and putting up that fence was an act of service to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is acts of service one of your primaries? It's not. It's like, well, it's like, I think. I don't know. It's somewhere like third, in the middle. Maybe in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in the middle. Which speaks to the fact, I think we said this the first week, we all have a little bit mm-hmm. of all of them probably to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, Where does it fall on yours? Uh, I think it's in the middle. In the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But, um, so you helped me with the, um, you helped me with the fence, but 
I helped you with something before that. Yeah. Well, you've helped me with so much <laughs> around here. Um, yeah. You, uh, every time you ask me, like, well, so we did a windmill. We, the we week, built the windmill. We, we put windmill it together. And um, which doesn't sound like, oh, that won't be too bad. Well, it, we didn't think it'd be too bad. And it's a 16 foot tall windmill. Mm-hmm. And so it um, comes in what, seven different boxes? That's when we knew this was <laughs> going to be a project. When the Amazon or UPS guy, delivered seven boxes and then when we and then it says in the instructions like the youtube video we pulled up it says do not open (laughs) all of these boxes at once once, or you will get lost yeah and that's when i'm like oh holy cow it's like a 3d puzzle it's like an erector it's like a 16 foot tall erector set. (laughs) yes so when we were kids i don't know if you're over a certain age you know what erector sets are basically it's it's all it is it's just it's just metal things and a thousand screws there was literally six big bags full of screws and, and bolts and nuts bolts and, and nu- washers and, and yes and i don't think they counted them out i think they just because we had a lot left over like i have yeah. a good assortment of nuts and bolts that right makes now. me nervous <laughs> it's standing it is. It took us yes. about three days. Yes. And there's a purpose to the windmill. Yeah. It's not just to look pretty. It sits beside our pond uh-huh. and it aerates the pond. It keeps yeah. air flowing in the pond to create a healthy culture for the pond. And it's working. It's, it's working. working great, man. There's yeah. bubbles coming up in the middle of the pond. The windmill's yeah. wind- milling. Yeah. And um, But for the last two weeks, anytime we talk about something else that needs to be done, I mean we're pretty much done with all the all of our projects, but I'll say big, so Sal, how um how how extensive I said this is gonna be phase one. It, Mm, okay. Uh-huh. I said, so how, how tough is this? Next? How you, uh, you'd say we need to do this. I was like, how, how hard is that? You're like, I said, is it going to be hard? Nah, we built, a, we built a windmill. Built a windmill. <laughs> so, we built out a barn. So that's, uh, and, and truthfully, I, I, um, I dictate how tough a project is by how long it's going to take me to do it. Yeah. Or, or, you know, and so if you're like, Hey, is that going to be a hard project? Well, I can get it done. If it's a day, if it's an afternoon, meh, not mm-hmm. a big deal. Three, four if days? this is a the barn we're sitting in, if this is a three month, uh, six two month, years, two years, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Project, <laughs> then yeah, yeah, it's hard. Okay, yeah, but um, but like yesterday, I painted the back of the barn. You're like, eh, I built a windmill. Two three hours. Pressure wash it. <laughs> yep. Spray it. Not a bad thing. Yep. So anyway. But that falls right right along with the whole acts of service thing because there were so many things. And looking back over the last couple of years, there have been so many projects that you have had or I have had that were not just one-person projects. I, could, was, I couldn't do them. I just no, needed another hand. Just another hand. Even if it's somebody just to stand by and hold stuff and hand it to you like on a ladder. Colby would <laughs> – the la- the last thing Colby – I mean, I think he lives in fear of me saying, hey, buddy, can you come help me? I think he's like – no, <laughs> and so, um, it, it, who does when they're a little kid, right? You want to be out playing. You don't want to be building and doing projects. And so, but I just needed a hand. Mm-hmm. And so there were times that like, especially in the barn here, I was on a scaffold, which is kind of dangerous coming up and down and up yeah, and down and yeah. up and down, like a ladder type thing. And, uh, and I just needed to stay up there, but I needed someone on the ground that could just be there mm-hmm. to hand me stuff. And that's not an every minute thing. It's not an exciting job. I mean, just be within earshot. Like, mm-hmm. like you could you could be outside swinging the bat. I just need you around. That if I say Kobe, you can you can run in and hand me something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and 
man, the way our minds work is we squirrel and he goes swinging the bat. And I'm like, where'd you go? And he's <laughs> like, I didn't think you needed me. It's just that extra person, yeah. you know, that extra hand to be there mm-hmm. to help. And um, now I know why my dad always got so aggravated mm-hmm. at me when I, when I would wander off and go play and he would need me. Well, I'll say though, if you, if your primary love language was acts of service, um, there would have been nothing more that was spoken love to you than the, you would have felt really loved these last two years. For oh sure. man, no kidding. Um, well, I, and I, I, I did, I, by you and by some friends that helped out and all that. Yep. Yep. Really so let's, before we dive too much deeper into this topic, let's talk about what the, we're talking about the five love languages okay. based on Gary Chapman's five love languages book. And, um, he talks about how we all give and receive love. If you haven't listened to the first couple of ep- the last couple of episodes, go back and listen to those, but you don't have um, to listen in any order. No, not in any particular order. But what we want to talk about today is the, the gift, um, the love language of acts of service. So what is that? That's, um, it's anything that you do willingly to ease your spouse's workload is a sign of love to them. They feel love when you vacuum for them or make, make them breakfast. On the other hand, broken promises or laziness can make them feel uncared for or unimportant. Mm. That that person who feel, whose primary love language is acts of service, not surprisingly, they're probably going to be serving people a lot. Mm-hmm. And when someone serves them... It's not just a, wow, that was a great thing that they did. It truly speaks love to them. Mm-hmm. So um, that's acts of service. So before we get too much further in it, we're going to have some fun. It is now time for seriously funny dad jokes. <gasps> Kid jokes. All right. Let's hear it. I'm going to tell you some jokes, and you guys are going to laugh. We'll see. Mm. Maybe. What happens when two artists compete? It. it always ends in, t- in a draw. Oh. <laughs> Insect jokes really bug me. <laughs> what do you call a cow, but with no legs? You can call it anything you want to. It's not coming. <laughs> no, what? It's funny, what? but it's not it. Ground beef. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's funny. Why are pigs bad drivers? Why? Uh-huh. Because they hog the road. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be addicted to soap, but I'm clean now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One more. Never trust an a Tom. Adam. Adam? Adam, yeah, that's a thing. Adam. Never trust an Adam. They make up everything. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. That was good. All right, we're back. Um, so today we're talking about the love language of acts of service. And uh, this language needs to see love in action. It's mm-hmm. not just verbal. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can speak words to them all day long. But man, if you're sitting on the couch telling them how much you love them and how nice they look, they're like, okay, that's great. Get your lazy butt up and help me. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, because actions speak louder than words to this person. That's right. Um, and they need you to follow through. If you say you're going to do something, do oh, it. that's a big thing to, to for someone who's um, acts of service is if you don't follow through with something. It breaks trust. It breaks trust with them. It makes them feel like, man, they just don't care enough about me 
to do this for me. And that's a this is a big thing um, in every marriage, especially when uh, kids are little. Because mm-hmm. I think for the first uh, 25 years of a kid's life, <laughs> I think for the when, when kids are little, I'm going to say probably up until middle school uh, through, you know, 8, 9, 10, or, you know, just thereafter, um, every mom, acts of service is important to them. Yeah. Because everybody needs everything off of you. Yeah, And that's this true. is where husbands can really break trust mm. with their kid, I mean, with their wife. Mm. Um, because yeah, I'll do it. 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 And she's asked you for the humpteenth dozen time. My Mm -hmm. mom used to use that word all the time. Humpteenth. Humpteenth. And, uh, and you haven't done it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I've got, you know, I got so much else I'm doing. Can Mm -hmm. you just do this one thing? Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I'll say, even though this wasn't one of my primary love languages, when our kids were smaller, I feel like it meant even more to me because I was so, you're right about that, how, um, moms with young children especially are so especially if they're trying to work at the same time I know I, I had a part-time job at the time and um, a lot of moms are full-time moms and full-time mm-hmm. um, working and that I don't know how anybody does it and for a, a husband to take some of the the load off like even like coming in and helping bathe the kids at night and putting mm-hmm. them to bed at the end of a long day that's that's huge. And it was for me, even when I wasn't working full time, but I was, I felt overloaded in so many areas. And I think that's one of the things we talked in um, some recent podcasts about seasons. Mm-hmm. And there, there are some seasons that I can see where different people might need acts of service more. I know like when you were working on your masters, yeah. I, th- I think there were things that I could take off of you that showed you, look, I love you. I want to help with these things. And depending on the season we're in, in our marriage and relationship, um, I think that you can actually need acts of service more than in other times. Yeah. Um, what's, what's scripture say? And I, I think that Jesus was the ultimate example of this. He came and showed us what it looked like to serve. Um, but there are so many passages. First um, John 3, 8 says, Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. Mm. I love that, that it talks about don't just say something, do something. You mm-hmm. need to let your um, love, you can love in truth and in action. Um, and that, it kind of goes back to the, f- the faith without works. Mm-hmm. Faith without works is what? It's dead. Mm-hmm. You, can't just, you can't just believe and have faith. Yeah. That should be followed up by a lifestyle that yeah. validates it. Absolutely. First Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others Mm -hmm. as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form that passage is so rich Mm -hmm. you know you think about about just whatever gifts I have received you know whether it's um, maybe I might have a little bit more inclination toward math than you in some ways maybe a little bit just a little bit that maybe a way I can use that is to help with the help serve our family by doing the bills you know, if y'all couldn't pick up on the uh, sarcasm mm, and the mm, reaction there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Well, and you you are gifted with more height than I am, so you hand me things off the top shelf. That's very true. I appreciate that. <laughs> Something I have absolutely no control over or can get better or worse at. But you use the things that you have. Sorry. Sorry. No, that's great. Okay, I, okay. I love it. Yeah, but we use whatever gifts that we have to serve each other, to willingly serve each other in a way that shows love to the other person. And I'll say this, that 
we've said this before, but I think we all, who doesn't benefit or who doesn't want to be loved in some way by all of these gifts, mm-hmm. even if it's love languages, even if it's not your primary it's love language. The only height, the only gift I have. No. You think of some, I mean, if you ever think of some, you can just tell me, because remember I'm words. You're creative. I'm words of affirmation. You're creative. Yeah, I couldn't make it without. Height. You really, you really reached for that one. Ah, dad jokes. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. That was on the low, that was on the low shelf. Mm-hmm. It was low hanging fruit. You could reach it. Ha ha. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. No. And through, I mean, obviously the ultimate example was Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, through through everything mm-hmm. um who though he was in the form of god he didn't count equality with god a thing to be grasped mm-hmm. but he emptied himself out in in action indeed in word and all of it yeah. uh, by taking the form of a servant yeah um, being born in likeness of men and being which which is huge there being born i mean we were creating in his image but he kind of reversed it and was born in likeness of us mm, that's good that wow i mean to, ultimate act of humility for a yeah. for the god um and being found in human form uh, even more so even even once he was in human form he humbled himself even more by being obedient to the point of death even death on a cross and that's found in philippians chapter two you know you talk about jesus taking the form of a servant and i think we're talking about acts of service today but in some way or another, in one way or another, if your love language is not the same as your spouse's, whatever it is, you have to take that form of a servant. You have to become a servant to die to yourself and learn their language. Mm-hmm. It's it's all service. It's all you know. If I don't, if I'm not word, if I don't speak words of affirmation easily, I've got to die to myself to learn how to do that and yeah. retrain myself in in doing that. If if quality time's not my thing. I've got to learn how to lean into that for your sake. All of these come back to service. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to love each other the way that the other person feels loved is an act of service. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some physical forms. So let's let's talk about some practical ways. If you your spouse, if their primary love language is acts of service, what are some practical ways that we can lean into that? Because I know that you've said before, if you're working with a couple and they're in counseling and and they're just you know, they're just kind of out of sync, that one of the ways they can begin to just try to get back on track is just start leaning into the other person's love language. Mm-hmm. So maybe your thing's not get, uh, it's not acts of service. Um, what are some practical things you can do to help lean into that? Well, and if and if you don't know, I mean, they're, what your spouse's love language is, there's a little assessment online. And those assessments, they're good. Uh, you can go to fivelovelanguages.com, the number mm-hmm. five. Um they're not the gospel. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they're wrong depending on the mood you take it in, but it's really not hard to see. If yeah. you think, if you know your spouse at all, you could probably tell. I mean, I have a friend of mine who he's got a lot of sweat equity in this farm here mm-hmm. and there's stuff around here. I couldn't have done without him because yeah. he's good at math. <laughs> uh, well, yes, construction experience and just stuff, mm-hmm. things like that. And so some of the structural stuff mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't trust myself with. And, uh, and so, uh, and he just knows what he's doing. And, and so I learn a lot from him. But he is, I mean, mm. 100% acts of service. That's Absolutely. what his job is at the church. He's the community pastor, serves the community. And um, and so it's it's not hard to tell what his is. Mm-hmm. And so if your spouse is someone that 
does everything around the house and never stops, uh, that's probably telltale sign. sign. They're probably pretty high in acts of service. Or if it, if you've, if a lot of your arguments come from the fact that you're not following through Mm. on things they've asked you to do or things they've expressed they'd like being done, Mm -hmm. then, okay, then they're probably pretty high on acts of service. It may not be their top, but it might be one of their second or third. Well, and I wonder, and and this is just something I don't know, if someone is acts of service, um, I wonder if it's kind of like the plumber with the leaky faucet. You know, but sometimes I feel like they might do so much for other people outside of the home that it's the things around the house might even go Mm. undone because they're so so busy trying to serve in other ways. That might be something, too, if your spouse is constantly out serving, serving, serving. You're like, oh, my gosh, we just need to take a day here to get stuff done. That might be a way that you can recognize that that they're acts of service. Mm. And and maybe one of those things is through, uh, you know, helping them do things at home. Yeah. So, so what are some practical things we can do? Um, I think one is maybe think of things that they look at and observe. What are some things that they enjoy? What are the projects that your spouse enjoys doing? Like maybe you see that, like you said, they don't ever sit down and they're constantly doing things. Maybe they enjoy them, maybe they don't, but they're constantly getting stuff done at home, jumping in with them and helping them, Yeah. you know, with a project, a DIY project or the yard work or the... You know, for me, gardening is something I love, and jumping at you helping me put up the fence was huge to me. It was a a great act of service for me or something that you see that they like, jumping in and helping them with those things. Well, and and there's a balance there because if I'm an acts of words, an acts of words, (laughs) if I'm an acts of service person, um, I have to understand that my spouse, if they're not, they're not going to be as go get them yard work, yeah, housework as I am. That doesn't mean that they don't need to help and they don't need to. Pick. There's just some stuff around the house that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. If you get you know kids get paid allowance that kids want to get paid for everything. Do right, we all did. But I mean, there's just some stuff that we all need to pitch in and do because we live there. Sure. And in the same way, and so we have to have that 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 balance of understanding of. Hey, I need you know. Well, I'm not acts of service, so I'll I'll let them do it all. Mm. No, jump up and help them. Sure. And at the same time, if I'm acts of service, my spouse doesn't have to jump in in everything I'm doing. Right. Um, especially if it's something I love to do. Like mm-hmm. you love you love the garden, mm-hmm. you love the donkeys, all of that. Um, I love eating what comes out of the garden, and I love you, so I'll jump in. But usually, if I ask you, yeah, and that's something that I don't. I mean, I like yesterday you. You offered to help me um, get the sprinkler in there to water, and that was great because that was a big deal to get that watered yesterday. But um, I like being in there; it's kind of my hobby, and that's something that I enjoy doing by myself. So, yeah. but they're the those things that the acts of service that um, that you recognize. Okay, maybe it's something I can't do myself that mm-hmm. I need help with. That it's surrounding the things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great way to show the, to do something for your spouse to show them love. Yeah, serve together in your community. Find, you know, something your church or Mm -hmm. organizations uh, investing back into your community. That's a great, that's a great way too to serve together. Um, A person who feels love this way will most likely be involved already in acts of service in in different places. And so you can jump in and help them with it. And that's a way to, to, it's kind of like a quality time person or a words of affirmation person. Jump in with it. Absolutely. 
So that's good. So think of things they enjoy and jump in, but then think of things they don't enjoy. This is a big one, I think. Find the things that they don't like to do, but they that need to be done and help them with it. Take it off their plate. I think that's one of the biggest things for an acts of service person is you actually recognize I needed help and you came through and did something for me on my behalf mm-hmm. that maybe the unloading the dishwasher, the taking the trash down to the road, the, um, you know, bathing the kids, putting them to bed when it's been a crazy, a crazy week or just running an errand that I'm dreading or, yeah. you know, it's, it's that kind of thing of um, what's something that, or reaching something on the top shelf for me that I can't reach. <laughs> but that's really more of a have to. No, yeah, that maybe. No, I, I've got workarounds. I've got workarounds, but, um, but, but I think t- intentionally doing something to show that shows them that you love them. That yeah. you're saying, you know, maybe nobody likes doing this thing, but you're doing it because yeah, there are you those who, who who enjoys right, stopping and filling up the gas tank. Right. So yeah. just little things like that. I do. Yeah. I think that yeah. goes a long way. Um, and I think also pay attention to the details and the small things, how they like their coffee, mm-hmm. right? How, how their, their favorite treats or drop it off at work for them, different things like that. Um, little tiny, we don't obviously, a lot of times we don't think of those little things as acts of service. You know, one of you, one of you might be clean and one of you might be a little more messy. And instead of just getting so aggravated at the clothes on the floor, well, let's pick them up for them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one thing with a spouse where our kids were trying to teach them disciplines, right. personal self-disciplines. Yeah. And so we're trying to teach them how to do that. But your spouse, you're not. They're right. grown. You're not trying right. to train them. Right. And you do meet in the middle on some things. And there's things that you like that I need to learn how to do to serve you and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I can fill those gaps for you. Yeah. Right. If you have to rush out and don't get a chance to make the bed, I can just make the bed for you. Right. Sure. Those little things, um, well, I think, I think are important. sometimes we get in our mind that acts of service is pro- is is strictly doing chores for the other person, mm. and that's not necessarily true. It can be the little things. It's the remembering to you know, it's, it's like you said. It, I mean, maybe putting the trash out is a chore, but it's like, man, that was awesome that you did that. Yeah. Or and and just realizing that doing simple things for your spouse. Handing them a bottle of water as they're jumping in the car to go to work in the morning. That's something that you can do for them. Just some- well, this morning, I mean, I'm laying in bed last night thinking, oh, man, it's Wednesday. I, tomorrow's Wednesday. i got to put out the trash. And I got up this morning. I was like, hey, i got to go take out the trash. And we got a l- longer driveway, right, yeah. gravel drive. And um, and you said I did it. Yeah. And you'd already done it. And it just mm-hmm. saved me a minute. Yep. Yep. So like, well, thank you. It's you're nice. welcome. You're it's welcome. Great. So it's not a tall trash can, so you <laughs> you can maneuver it with ease. I can reach it. I can reach it. So that, anyway, so if your spouse is acts of service, um, just look for ways to be thoughtful and, and intentionally that that process in your mind of you know what I can do this for them. Let me just take this thing off their plate. Let me do something for them that's thoughtful or um, that makes life easier or just a little thing that. You know, mm-hmm. heating up the car in the morning when it's cold or just that's an act of service. It's just mm-hmm. being kind to each other and uh, trying to speak the language that your spouse speaks um, if it's acts of service. And sometimes there are, are those things that are, are difficult. I think acts of service, screams, um, there's so many things you can do. There are a million things that you can do. Just keep your eyes open because mm-hmm. there's always something that you can do for an acts of service person. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, listen, we we appreciate you guys 
listening and following this podcast. Uh, we pray that you will subscribe and that will feed into your uh, your podcast player every week. And uh, we pray that you give it to your, uh, share it with your friends. You're about to say something. Yeah, that will be an act of service to us. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was so good. I like, yeah. like how you tied that in. But also we're on YouTube. And, uh, and so this podcast is is uh, you can stream it in full on YouTube. So if you like looking at things or just setting it up while you're doing other things, you can find us too as well there. You guys have a great, great week. Oh, we are up.